0: So, we are now discussing Chapter 3, Karma Yoga, Yoga of Action. So, we have seen that the chapter opened with Arjuna's question, saying that if you think that buddhi yoga is better than action, then why are you asking me to engage in this terrible action of fighting this war? And in response, Bhagavan said, right from the beginning, I have given out two paths. I have said that there are two paths. Gnana Yoga in Sankhya Karma Yoga in For the Yogis, it's Karma Yoga. And for the Sankhya, it's Gnana Yoga. That means people who are contemplative type, for them it is Gnana Yoga. And for the people who are action-oriented, for them is Karma Yoga. once so said these two paths are given out right from the beginning to achieve perfection. The perfection is, when my life has no sorrows, then it is perfect. That's my general understanding. My life will be perfect if there is no unhappiness. To achieve that state where there is no unhappiness, there is no sorrows. Bhagavan said, I have given out two paths so that you can achieve that perfection. And we have seen in this discussion that the very popular option, which is Bhakti Yoga, is not described here. And last time I said the Bhakti is the destination. Bhakti is the destination because the bhakti, which is devotion is not possible unless we have understood the nature of the Supreme State or nature of the Supreme Self. So Bhagavan said these two paths are available to achieve that identification. And for that Bhagavan Sankracharya says, these two paths should be practiced serially. In other words, one has to perfect oneself in one path, then only you can go to the other path. So, as you can see, how Gita is organized gives us clue. Gita starts with Sankhya Yoga, Yoga of Knowledge, which gave us the overall framework of the teachings of Vedanta. In that we have first learned Sankhya Yoga, Yoga of Knowledge about the Supreme Self and about myself. That Supreme Self is all pervading, imperishable, but I, this limited Self is perishable. And that starts with this body is perishable. So that's the knowledge of Sankhya we And then Bhagavan said that I'll teach you the Buddhi Yoga. So we have talked about Buddhi Yoga. Our Buddhi is Yoga Yuchate. Sukhadukhya Samekritva Lava Lava Jaya Jaya. When I achieve that state, that is Buddha Yoga, that I develop equanimity of my mind. So that's intelligent way of living the Buddha Yoga, which you will learn. And then Bhagwan said that I gave two paths. Contemplative types can follow the path of Gnani Yoga, contemplation, and the people are action-oriented, for them Karma Yoga. And as I said, Bhagavan, Sankaracharya, they should be practiced serially. So for most of us who are rajasic in nature, because we are engaged in this world of activities, Karma Yoga is the right option. And as you can see how Gita is organized, Bhagavan right away after Chapter 2 gets into the discussion of Karma Yoga. So that comes first. Then he spends three more chapters to discuss Karma and Karma Yoga. And then it culminates into Dhyana Yoga. Once I have understood clearly the path of action, with that path, when I purify my internal instrument, Antakarana, my mind and intellect, then it becomes worthy of meditation. So therefore, Chapter 6 gives the instructions on how to meditate and what to meditate upon. Then Bhagwan takes next five chapters to describe what to meditate on, which is the gnani Yoga. Once I have perfected the art of Karma Yoga, Yoga of Action, which allows me to purify my mind and intellect, my internal instrument, then for the contemplation, I have to have a goal of my contemplation. As Swami Tujamada says, just sitting down and focusing on the flame of a lamp is not meditation. That's, that's called just sitting down quietly. Meditation is meditating on the nature of the true self. Nature of the supreme is meditation. Contemplating on that is only possible if I really know what I'm contemplating upon. So next five chapters in second part of Bhagavad Gita, talks about the nature of that Supreme Self. That in 11th chapter, you have a darshan, that you have a complete vision of the nature of that Supreme Self. Then 12th chapter, after that vision of the totality of the Supreme Self, that you embark on Bhakti Yoga, Yoga of Devotion. So for us, we have to right now start with Karma Yoga, Yoga of Action action we are all familiar with but we may have some misconception. So Bhagwan starts with saying that by not doing any action one cannot reach the state of inaction, actionless state. Because I may have heard from osmosis in the culture that the goal of life is to achieve actionlessness state. So if I give up all actions, then I will achieve that actionless state. Number one I know By giving up those accents, you will not achieve that actionless state. The state of actionlessness is basically described as when I have no other needs or desires to complete myself. than the state of actionlessness. Right now, my actions are required because I feel incomplete, and to complete myself, I have to continue working in this world to achieve what I don't have and preserve what I have. So that's the path of action. Now this path of action has side effect, that every action has its own reaction, and I am bound by that reaction, whether it is good or bad. So I may come to the conclusion by not acting, I will be freed from those reactions. Everyone said that's not the case. Because even if you give up karma, your mind will be engaged in those activities which are dear to you. And therefore, he said, stopping action is not the remedy, because nahi api, not even for a second, a moment, one can stay without activity. Activity is the signature of life. And as living beings, we are part of this prakriti. Prakriti's three gunas are sattva, rajas and tamas. The most important ingredient is rajas, which is activity. And therefore, he said, you cannot... Stay away from that. Karyatehi Yavasa karma sarvehi jay jai hi. By very nature of yourself, yourself as a limited being, this body, mind and intellect, because we are part of the prakriti, the very nature of it is actions and therefore you should not even try to restrain your activity. But you need to understand how it works. So, karmendriyani sanyamya yaste manasasmaran So, he said, if you restrain your organs of action, but mind is fully engaged in those perceptions, then it's futile. Those efforts are futile. They will not bear any results. In fact, it may create side effects because of that forced restrainment of your organs of action. Therefore, Bhagwan now explains that what is to be done. So in verse 7 he says, Yastu Indriyani Manasa Niamya. Arapate Arjuna Karmendrihi Karme Yogam Asaktaha. Savis is chate. Swamiji says that in these two lines, Bhagwan has given a complete method of how to act in this world. So first thing he said is Yestu Indriyani Manasa niyamy. Controlling the sense of perceptions by the mind. The mind right now is following the sense perceptions, getting impressions, and getting attached to those impressions. If you reverse that process, your mind controls the sense perceptions. In other words, mind can decide what field of activity the senses should engage in. And after that, after having that control of the mind, arabate arjuna karmendriye hi karma yoga, Then he starts actions by the organs of action in the field of karma yoga. So basically Bhagavan said that that control of mind is not possible unless you have given the mind a field of activity. This field, field of activity... Bhagavan is called Karma Yoga. And Swamiji explains here that the yoga is now redefined. So all actions which I have to perform in my day-to-day activity is now part of my Karma Yoga. But if they are selfish, then obviously they become Karma. If they are not selfish, therefore the greater good, they become Karma Yoga. Such a person is Vesischita, he excels. But the another qualifier here is, a, is a, asaktaha without any attachment. Bhagavan never forgets to add this detachment part in any of his discourse. So we have seen that in buddhi yoga he said that you remain asangaha, when you engage yourself in your actions, have your equanimity of mind and have detachment. This detachment is very important If my identification is limited to just me, then I'll be the most selfish person in the world. In other words, I'll be doing everything for myself. If my identification expands and it includes my family members, then I become a family man. So everything I'll be doing for my family. If I expand this identification to a larger group of my community, then I'll become a community man. And if you continue expanding this identification, to include everything and everyone in this world, then I become one with that Supreme. So the goal of Karma Yoga is to expand your sphere of influence. For whom I am working for, that sphere should be expanded, by one said. And that becomes Karma Yoga. Because then you are not working for yourself, you are working for the greater good. And then you are unattached of what you will get out of it. That I want to get happiness out of this action is no longer valid because I'm not working just for me. I'm working for the greater group of people, greater entity than my own self. So Bhagavan says the karma, yog, karma yogam. Karmendrehi, asakta, service. He says such a person excels. So these actions should be non-binding. Bhagavan continues, what actions should I perform? Niyatam kuru karmatvam. Karma jayohi akarmanah. You should perform obligatory duty. Now, obligatory duty is something we obviously have to understand. If I'm going to perform obligatory duty, what is my obligatory duty? So, Swamiji explains here that in our Vedic system, a religious ritual was considered karma. Those karmas then divide into four categories. Nitya karma, the daily action, then Naimitya Karma, the special occasional activity. And then Karma to achieve the higher goal of going to heavens and all that is Kamyakarma. And Naishidya Karma, the forbidden actions. Out of which obviously the, the last two, Kamyakarma and Naishidya Karma, are not recommended in Karma Yoga at all. But the Nitya Karma and Naimitya Karma falls into the category of obligatory actions. Obligatory duties come from the roles which I play. Every role which I take comes with its own duty. So I as a father, I as a mother, I as a brother, I as a sister, I as an employee, I as an employer, I as a citizen of this country, I as a community member... Each role which I play has its own duty and that becomes my obligatory duty. Whatever role I'm playing at this moment, I have to perform the obligatory duty associated with that role. So, Monday through Friday when I'm in my office, obligatory duty is different. When I'm at home, my obligatory duty is different. But at at any given time, I have to Perform my obligatory duty, Bhagavan said. So, niyatam kuru karma. That becomes your obligatory duty. Whether it is a daily duty or it is a special occasional duty. But it is part of the role which you have taken. And that's your niyata karma. You, say, you must perform that because karma jayohi a karmanaha. Action, no matter how imperfect it is, is better than inaction. You can only win if you play the game. If you are not in the game, then the question of winning. So if you want to achieve something, you are performing these actions in Karma Yoga because you want to achieve perfection. It will be only possible if you are taking part in this game of Karma Yoga and performing your obligatory duties. Therefore, Bhagavan says, Karma jayohi Karmanaha. Sarir yatra apichate na prasiddhayet Karmanaha. Even when you come down to a basic level and say, okay, I don't want anything from anybody. I just want to survive. Even for that, to preserve my body also, I have to do some actions. Bhagwan said, therefore, you know that not even for a moment, you will be able to stay without activity. Therefore, understand clearly what are your obligatory duties as per the roles you have taken whether voluntarily or involuntarily. Perform the actions and you shall achieve that perfection. You shall excel in your goal. The last verse, which we will see today, is probably one of my favorite verses. Yagnarthat karmano anyatra loko yam karma bandhanaha Right in the beginning, when he said that by giving up actions, you are not going to attain the actionless state. That's because... There is a fear that I may come to the conclusion because all karmas are binding, the easiest way to avoid any bondage is not to act. But once again, that is not true. Not all actions are binding. Accents which are performed for yajna are not binding. All other actions are binding, but the actions performed for yajna are not binding. So once again, if we take the traditional definition of yajna, it's okay, anything which I do for yajna is not binding, therefore I should be performing yagnas. And we know that Bhagavan harshly criticized the ritualistic karmakant in chapter 2. And he said they have bahusakha, they are lots of desires and then you will be confused with all of that. So, that's not recommended. Therefore, the definition of yajna cannot be the Vedic definition of yajna as that ritualistic fire ceremony, but Bhagawan here gives the definition of Yajna which is much wider and applicable in our day-to-day life. So once again the activities which are performed for the greater good is Yajna. So Bhagawan has changed the definition of Yoga and now he is changing the definition of Yajna. So Yajna is the cooperative endeavor. In Vedic period also the yagnas were performed for the greater good of the community people come together and do something for prosperity of the community for heavens to give rains so that they have greater crop in their fields or protect them from any evil so always yagna is for greater good and not for a one single person for his own personal gain so here now yagna is taken as selfless activity yagnarthat karmano karma bandha. all actions other than those performed for yagna are binding tadartham karma kaunteja. therefore what you do is do all actions in the spirit of yagna in other words even when i am performing my obligatory duties i should check myself and see why i am performing these duties is it for me or is it for the greater good? If I'm practicing my profession, is it just to make money and for me only or my family only? Or oh, there's some greater goal I have in practicing my profession? If I'm a doctor, is there a higher goal? If I'm an architect, is there a higher goal? Better built environment for the community, better place to work and live. doctor for greater health? You have to have that greater goal in mind, Bhagwan said, in whatever activity you are performing. And then you will not be bound by those actions because your goal was much greater. We have known that the actions which I perform without any expectations have no bondage on me. I use the example that if you see a child in a harm's way and by intuitively you go out and save that child, take him out of the harm's way, neither you had any expectation while doing that, nor it leaves any impression on you that I should get this chance to do that every day. You will not have any longing that I should keep doing it again and again and again and again. You did it because it was required to be done. You had no expectation in your mind, therefore it becomes a selfless action. If you perform all your actions in that manner, that they ought to be done. Because I have taken this role, I have to perform this duty. Therefore, it becomes an action in the spirit of yajna. When it becomes part of the spirit of yajna, then you are not bound by it. And therefore, Bhagavan said, tad artham karma kaunteya. For that reason, only you perform actions. For yajna only, for greater good. Mukta sangaha samacharaha. But again, the caution is, without attachment. Do not get attached to those actions which are performing for yagna. Those actions ought to be done. God has given this opportunity for me to do it and I should do it. But once in, in that manner you will achieve that purification of your internal instrument and then you will be able to contemplate. We shall stop right here. If you find this podcast helpful Please support it by donating any amount by going to the episode's website at neilbut.podbean.com or at chinmayarichmond.org. Thank you. Om Sarve Bhavant sukina. Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadraani Pashyantu Maakas Chiddukha Bhagbave, Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namah